Hello, my love. Welcome to the podcast where we speak about nurturing ourselves in the loveliest ways. Hence, Lovely Nurtured. I'm so honored to share about healing hormones from a holistic perspective and the beauty of natural birth. Okay, everybody, I am so excited for the podcast today. I have a very special guest on. She is my sister, Bryn. Um, I'm sure many of you know her because I post about her a ton on my social media. Her handle is Bryn.Pusey. Um, so she is on my story all the time. We are the best of friends and we get each other like no one else. So I am so excited to have her on today. She will be a a person on the podcast a lot. So you will be hearing from her so much, but I'm really excited for what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit to you guys, kind of tell you what she does. So go ahead. Yay. Okay. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm just sitting here like with the cheesiest grin looking at Kennedy because I'm just <laughs> just having a good time. But um, yes. yes, I'm Kennedy's sister. I am the older sister. Older um, sister. Yeah, by five years, but it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like yeah. we're just the same and all the things. So yeah. Um, and yeah, we're like besties. We are super, super close and Kennedy's been on my podcast. It's like my most downloaded, most loved episode. I think there's just something special about sisters like spilling the tea, mm-hmm. um, which we're going to do today, which will be really yes. fun. Um, <laughs> we're going to get juicy, which will be awesome. Mm-hmm. But a little bit about me. Um, I am a business coach. I focus on marketing and mindset. Super fun. I love to work with women entrepreneurs, creatives, coaches, Um, I do a lot with like small business owners, wedding vendors, health and wellness, things like that. Um, kind of the one woman show who is trudging along and like ready to make things work. That's where I step in and it's like my passion. I love to do it. Um, today I had a big, long meeting with a new client and it was so, so fun. So yeah, I love to help women in, in online business. Um, and recently the past couple of years through a fertility journey, trying to get pregnant, have dove into all things, holistic healing, health stuff, mm. all the things Kennedy's absolutely been my guide through every little step of the way. Um, come, you know, starting from like telling me about what it means to eat an organic thing versus non-organic, <laughs> That's where we started um, to now where we just kind of spiraled in this most beautiful way. And, you know, I have so many convictions with holistic healing mm-hmm. because of her guidance and support and her education. Um, it's really her like magic in this life. And I'm so lucky that I have her as a resource. So um, truly. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, but you've been the one that's done the work. So that's the hard part is doing yes. the thing. So you've well, been yes, perfect at that. I need somebody to help me know what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, it's, it feels like a definite two-way street, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, you know, just to touch on that, I think it's yeah. awesome because I've helped you with that. And then you've totally helped me with my business. Like the whole reason I even have this is because of brand Mm -hmm. too. So it's pretty amazing when you find your people in life, how you each like fill this role to help each other. So 
Yes. That's totally. definitely like, a big yeah. Find your magic. Like find the thing that you just, are, you know, like without having to get educated on it, like mm-hmm. that's where you should spend your time helping those around you and then find other people who are doing the same thing and like collaborate. And like, that's yeah. how you're going to make it in this life, you know? Yeah. Seriously. Um, yeah. Cause we're not all good at one thing, you know? And even though like, I really am passionate about holistic health. It's not mm-hmm. like supernatural to me. I have to learn. I have to like mm-hmm. practice it and like, you know, all that types of thing, which I feel like you, it's just like innate. Yeah. Like, obviously agree. you're super educated and you get really educated, but like, it's just something, you know, and it's like, it's so mm-hmm. second nature to you. And you're, it's like almost like no brainer, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and it's that way with you with business stuff. Right. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I know this, but this is uh-huh. absolutely the best thing for this girl. And like, I know you're so good at it. Oh, you're so sweet. So anyway, um, that being said, I have been married to my husband for six and a half years and he's the best thing that ever happened to me. And we have a cute little puppy and I'm obsessed with Harry Potter. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's my intro. So fun. Well, thank you so, so much for the intro. I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about today. We are just going to dive right in. Um, So as many of you know, I'm a doula. I really like doing home births and I have kind of brought this information to lots of people, including Bryn. And so um, Bryn, I want you to kind of tell us a little bit about your journey and spoiler alert, she wants to do a home birth. Um, but tell us kind of how you got there. Cause that wasn't always the case as it isn't for most people, but right. tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So yeah, most people have never been exposed to this idea. And when they do, it seems really foreign. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, growing up, like I always just heard, like I knew a couple women that were in my neighborhood, one in my family who like, I'm not really close to. Um, and I knew they did natural birth and kind of the dialogue around that was like, just, this is what I heard. Or I, I don't know if somebody told this to me or if I felt this, but it was like this dialogue of, Oh, they want to do it like natural. Like they don't want an epidural because they think if they feel more pain, they love their baby more. And I was just, yeah. Like the weirdest dialogue ever. And so that's like what I grew up thinking is like, Oh, they're just like weird. Like they want to feel pain for some reason. Like mm-hmm. we have modern medicine. Why would you do that? That's so crazy. Like you can love your baby just as much and not have to go yeah. to heaven back to get them earth side. Like mm-hmm. I'm never going to, ch- that's crazy. Like, of course mm-hmm. I'm going to take advantage of an epidural. Thank you very much. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was my mindset. Like, yeah growing up, all the things, getting married, all the things, you know, and when we started trying to conceive, which was, you know, two years and eight months ago when we started. Um, so it's been a while. Um, I had no plans of doing a natural birth, like no plans whatsoever. hundred percent wanted to do epidural uh-huh. things in the hospital. It's what I knew. It's what I trusted. It's what I was surrounded with all the things. And, and I think, yeah, I think at this point I had told you, I was like, this is when I just learned about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, like, I think I'm going to do this. Do you remember that? Like I told you. Yes. Yeah. So I was just getting my knowledge about all of this and starting yeah. to be vocal. I always go to you first when I'm like, 
something's kind of brewing in my head. So I kind of went to you and I was like, I, I'm going to do this. This is so cool. I've been learning about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember you were still like, oh, you were super open to it. Of course, yeah. you always support me and whatever. Um, yeah. But you're just like, yeah, I think I would still do it in the hospital. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of like, I was like, oh, good for you. Like, yes, exactly. You know, good for you. Like, that's cool for you. <laughs> like, yes. for me, uh-huh. I'm going to go the less painful route. Like, that mm-hmm. was always at the front of my mind. And I think also... Um, I had this belief at that time as well, that I've worked um, with Christine, our energy healer about mm. um, I have a low pain tolerance and I'm like weak and fragile and frail. Like yeah. that was the belief I had of mine as well. And so also I was like, I like, this is literally something we work through, but I was like, because I can't do pushups, I don't think mm. I would be good at a natural birth. <laughs> it's like, <Yeah. laughs> what? those things do not relate anyway. Regardless. Yeah. That's so, more common. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Women I, are like, I'm, I'm weak. I'm not athletic. I never did high school sports. I can't yeah. run a mile. It's like, that has nothing to do with your body's literal physiology to burn yeah. out that it's literally made to do. So yeah. anyway, I didn't know any of this. So mm-hmm. yeah, then you're starting to get into it. And I, then at the time, you know, it had probably been a year into our trying to conceive journey. Mm-hmm. And I just started following some birth pages. You know, mm-hmm. I started getting interested in breathing techniques and counter pressure mm-hmm. and, you know, helping labor go along. I just started to get educated. And so yeah. I followed a bunch of different birth pages on Instagram and I just started consuming birth content, mm-hmm. and pregnancy content and trying to conceive content and all these things. Um, yeah. and I just started, you know, surrounding myself with more of those, those things still yeah. not even, I, there, I followed a couple natural birth pages. I, I follow this uh, page. I think it's called pain-free birth. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. That was really, uh, you know, interesting to me. It was, it really magnetized me because again, I'm terrified of pain. And I remember mm-hmm. telling this to Christine or energy healer. I was like, yeah, like I wish that I didn't have to go through pregnancy, labor or delivery. And then I could just have the baby in my arms. And she was like, well, how come you're not adopting then? And I was like, oh, (laughs) like, okay. Do I actually want this experience? Because I could choose not to have this experience and still have a child. Mm. And then was kind of this really beautiful thing of like, no, I actually want to experience everything that my body as a female is mm-hmm. able to do. I actually want every life experience. I actually do yes. want the experience of giving birth. And that was helping shift things of like, okay, I actually want to experience this. And I want to go through the ups and downs and the ins and outs of everything. Um, so that was, that was another pivot point, right? So at this point, all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, I'm not frail. I actually mm-hmm. am strong. And then I was like, okay. And I actually do want to experience birth. So mm-hmm. those were two really pivotal belief shifts in my brain during this time. Mm-hmm. And then I remember it to this day, this day, I will remember this day as long as I live, <laughs> but I, do you know what day I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. So I was, and it, I'm self-employed. So if I don't have any calls that day, like my day is totally up to my, to myself. Mm-hmm. So I was on Instagram one morning and this page that I followed, um, they're actually Utah company, Utah birth suites. Kennedy's mm-hmm. very familiar with them. She did doula training with them. Yeah. Um, they posted like 10 different birth stories on live video. They did like this doula training and they had all of these moms who had recently given birth, these young, adorable, cute moms. 
who had recently given natural birth come in and they were telling their story for like 30 to 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I could not stop watching these videos. When I say I, I probably watched these videos for like five hours. Like I, that was my day. Like I was, I watched every single video beginning to end. And mm-hmm. I saw these girls who were like normal like mm-hmm. they weren't these like weightlifting Nordic women. <laughs> like they were like uh, normal women with normal mm-hmm. bodies who did a normal thing, yeah. <laughs> which is have a baby because every human body, every female body is supposed to be able to do that. And it is able to. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. Mm-hmm. And I remember having so much fear going through my body I just mm-hmm. sitting on my living room floor soft <laughs> because I was like, I have to do a natural birth. Mm-hmm. I had it like seeing all those stories mm-hmm. and I just had, it like hit me like a ton of bricks. And it was like all my angel ancestor women were like, this is absolutely the right choice for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I was just sobbing on the living room floor, terrified as I was so flipping scared because mm-hmm. all I, all my conditioning was telling me this is going to be painful. It's going to be hard. But then I was like, but all these girls, they're saying that it's beautiful and lovely and there is intensity and yes, there will probably be pain. And mm-hmm. I'm going to choose that. I'm yeah. going to accept that because there's a hundred reasons why this is so much better for my baby. Mm-hmm. And for me, like yeah. there's so many reasons why. And it was such a conviction. I remember I was terrified out of my freaking mind and I texted Kennedy and I was like I think I just said I think I need to do a natural birth and yeah me back like I've been waiting for this day all caps and I was like I just sent you back a text and I was like I need you with this because I don't know what the heck I'm doing and I'm so flipping scared (laughs) and um that was the turning point for me was hearing Mm -hmm. other women share their stories and yeah. that if they can do it, I can do it too. And it didn't seem like this vague concept that only like homeschooling women in the mountains do. Yeah. All of a sudden I was <laughs> like, oh, this is actually so beautiful, so lovely, mm-hmm. so healthy for babies, so much safer for baby because there's so much less interventions and Pitocin is horrid and just yeah. so many things, right? All of us, And so all of a sudden, after I had this conviction that I knew natural birth was the right thing for me. Oh, and I called Drake. He was at work. I was sobbing on the phone and I was like, <laughs> I just had a spiritual experience. <laughs> I yeah. feel like I need to have a natural birth. And I kind of explained to him like the reasons why, and some of the education I had on why it was safe and why it was good. Mm-hmm. He was a thousand percent supportive of me and my intuition. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, that sounds amazing. Like mm-hmm. I love it. Um, he was so supportive of me. He was so happy of me. He was so proud that I was like choosing something that was scaring the shit out of me, but was yeah. like, that I was convicted in. Like he was so yeah. proud of and it was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So then goes down the rabbit hole and I started yeah. watching birth videos like crazy and getting so educated on all the little ticky tacky choices and all the mm-hmm. things and what I wanted to experience and watching more birth videos and reading books and like mm-hmm. all the things. Um and it just kind of spiraled in this most beautiful way. And now, you know, at this point, I'm so flipping convicted that yeah. is like the most lovely thing. I have yet to experience it, but I can't wait. Yeah. And that's something that I want to really give props to you for is you educated 
the freak out of yourself. Like Mm -hmm. you did so much education. You learned so much about it. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I think more women need to do when they're choosing what they want to do for their birth. It's like, we can't just go through the motions for one of the biggest events of our whole entire life. Right. Birth is extremely transformational. It doesn't matter if you do it in the hospital or if you do it at home, they're going to be completely different experiences, but it's going to transform your life. Mm-hmm. And especially, I really, really feel that it is a transformational spiritual experience when you do it natural without an epidural. Yeah. Or at least if you're laboring through that, feeling it, um, because I know sometimes epidurals are necessary. So I never want to guilt anybody or make them feel right. shame. Right. If they have to do an epidural in a birth at their birth, or if they have done one, huh. but especially if you have that intention of really educating yourself mm-hmm. and making it an intentional choice, I think that's so important. And especially where we live in Utah, mm-hmm. people are popping out babies all the time. You know, someone's 21 years old and they're going to, they're going to give birth in two months. And it's like, Whoa, yeah. you're young. Like, I hope you've done your education, mm-hmm. you know? And like, it's the whole thing, like with your podcast, people should totally go listen to it. Like it's called the awakened women. I think it's a beautiful title and like you totally stepped into that role with your birth experience. Mm -hmm. And that's how we break birth trauma Yeah, is by choosing what we do for birth and how we do it and making a plan. And you have done perfectly at that. Um, so you're going to be so prepared, you know, whereas some people they don't prepare and they have a bad birth experience creates birth trauma. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just props to you. Like you've done the work, you've done the hard thing that not very many people are willing to do. So, um, it's pretty incredible. And I really want to emphasize that to people who are listening is to get prepared for this huge event that you're going to have. Totally. Yeah. And I, I also just want to say too, like, you know, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with somebody choosing a hospital birth also. Like this, I know in my soul, it's the best choice for me. And (laughs) when the time comes, there could be interventions that are needed. I could have to do a hospital transfer. I could have a high risk pregnancy that could have me change some of my, my thoughts on some things like, and if I, and I also believe that just because this is the right choice for me, doesn't mean it's the right choice for everybody as well. Like I think, you know, as, but here's the thing is if you're not educated on all of the options, that's where I'm like, okay, but can I just tell you about it? Like, exactly. can I can read this book? You know what I mean? Like if, if you know about Pitocin, about vaccinations, about women's physiological physiology, if you know about like what it, what happens when you do a transfer from your home to the car, to the hospital, mm-hmm. if you understand all of that, if you know about circumcision if you are educated yes you make whatever choice you want but so many women they are held back from fear yep they say nope I don't want to feel the pain so they Mm -hmm. don't allow themselves to be open to that information Mm -hmm. they say nope my husband's circumcised my son will be circumcised too Mm -hmm. so they don't even allow themselves to learn about it yeah, not even allowing themselves to take that next step. And that's such a disservice to you 
your birth mm-hmm. experience, your baby, your future children, and your great grandchildren. It's yes. such a disservice because when, when a woman is educated, she is powerful mm-hmm. and so much in pregnancy, infertility, all the stuff, women are dumbed down. Yeah. Women are led through the motions and they are told what is best by so-called experts and mm-hmm. all these things. And they just sit here and they're waiting for someone else to tell them what to do when no mm-hmm. one else can tell you what to do. I can't tell you what to do. Kennedy can't tell you what to do. The birth books can't tell you what to do. Your doctor can't tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. They can present options to you. And then every time, like even from a medical professional, you have to consent. It is your job mm-hmm. to say yes or no. And so if you're not educated mm-hmm. on the said thing, then the person who's asking you the question is going to probably push you mm-hmm. into doing their personal preference which may not be the best thing for you or baby. It may be easier mm-hmm. for them. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's so, so flippant. Whatever choice you make, love mm-hmm. that for you. Like, yeah, sure it's heart led, but yes. just know the flipping options and know yes. the consequences of both things mm-hmm. and know the potential outcomes and get correct statistics and just yes. like so, so important to get educated. So anyway, I'm like ranting, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's so, so important to educate yourself on both ways and then make whatever decision you want. I love it as yeah. long as you know what the heck you're talking about. Yeah, I seriously loved what you said. Like everything, every person who's going to have a baby needs to hear that. <laughs> well, like honestly, um, and we are going to do a whole other podcast on I circumcision. I know. <laughs> <laughs> We're so passionate. I, I will say circumcision is maybe the one thing I'm going to say this the one thing that I think (laughs) it's it's literally my way or the highway if you choose Uh not to if you choose to circumcise your child I cannot like you don't know like you don't Uh know what happens like yes then you're not educated (laughs) if you're actually choosing that for your baby Mm -hmm. I will say that is probably the one thing where I actually believe in my soul that there is one right way and every other yeah. way is the wrong way. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so there's that for you. <laughs> yeah, there's there's um that opinion for you, but genuinely yeah. like hospital birth, epidural, mm-hmm. doula, midwife, doctor, OBG, mm-hmm. like whatever, you know, vaccines, like all those things. I think those are actually really personal and like whatever choice yes. you choose, I love that for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But again, like if something it makes you scared and nervous, don't avoid learning about it because you're scared of the outcome. Yes. You know, yeah, that's so important. So if like doing a birth without an epidural really makes you fearful, then that is a sign that you need to dig into that and you need you to release that fear. fear. Yeah. Yes. It. Have you, have you heard about, um, Buffalo energy? Have you heard that before? Um, no, but I can assume what it means. Explain it though. So here, this is one thing I learned from a sound bath. I think is so flipping beautiful. So mm-hmm. there is a herd of cattle mm-hmm. and a storm is coming. The cattle run away from the storm. Mm-hmm. Storm catches up with them and they're inside the storm for a long amount of time. Mm-hmm. They're trying to run away from the scary. Mm-hmm. It always catches up with them and it's way more miserable. Yeah. Buffalo, when they see a storm coming, they run to the storm. 
Because they are going to get through the storm quicker because they're running the opposite direction that the storm is going. So they Mm -hmm. have, they go through the storm, but it's faster. It's easier. It's done with intention and they chose it. Yeah. And that just reminds me of like, choose Buffalo energy. Like Mm -hmm. when something scares the shit out of you, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the sign. Like get educated, learn about it, face the fear, be like, Hey, what's scary. What about this is scaring me? Mm-hmm. And why, and where can I choose to be empowered? Like, where yeah. can I shift some beliefs? Like I had to, a feeling mm-hmm. fragile, feeling uneducated, all those things. Like you can shift that. Like, yeah. What- I, I love that analogy because with birth, you can't avoid it. You know, like if you're pregnant, you're going to have to give birth at some point somehow. Yeah. So not making a decision is making a decision. Mm-hmm. not making a choice to face it is just prolonging it. And then you're just going to give in to the, whatever, whoever is over your birth is going to decide like what whatever you were their saying opinion is on the thing. Yeah. Not whatever their opinion is. So yeah, it's just so important. I love that analogy. And I think as women, it is so important for us to get that fierce dig in energy when we are making these decisions. Yeah not being passive, not being timid, stepping into our power, owning ourselves and our bodies and our birth experience Mm -hmm. and deciding and making that a thing. Yeah. I think Bryn, for you and I, that's easy to do. Mm -hmm. I think that's easy for us to be like, I know this in my bones and I am not going to shake from this belief or this choice. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it is easy for lots of other people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably something that some people will have to work through, you know, yeah. and working with a therapist or a doula or somebody to help can help you with that. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for those women who, who have a hard time making a choice and defending that to the death? <laughs> um, I just think they need a firmer conviction. Mm, love it so I think like we we've been hammering how important is it it is to get educated mm, and I think yeah. if you're just kind of educated on something it's mm. hard to be really convicted in it so I would say like during that point of educating yourself say that you're a woman and you're sitting here and you're like okay I can see why an epidural is great it's proven it works mm-hmm. gets the baby out feels easy sure mm-hmm. I'm doing but like I'm still going to love my baby. Mm-hmm. And she's also like, okay, but the home birth videos seem really lovely. A lot of cool people I know do them. A lot of celebrities are starting to do them. Would mm-hmm. be kind of nice to stay at home and just be home when it's done. You know, a lot of people say it's peaceful, but I don't know. How can that be peaceful? Then everybody who has a hospital birth is roaring about how contractions are horrible. And every movie I see is like mm-hmm. screaming bloody murder. Like, I don't know. She's here in this space, right? So she's kind mm-hmm. of seen the pros and cons of both get ruthlessly educated on both accounts. Mm -hmm. And I would even say like have conversations with people who have done both things, Mm -hmm. like real woman in real life. Like if you've never talked to a woman who's had a natural birth, then I wouldn't automatically choose a hospital birth. Like just ask her experience, like, Mm -hmm. and do some real like boots on the ground research. This is one of the biggest decisions you'll make in your entire life for you and your children, like, why would you not have a 20 minute conversation with somebody? And that can be as simple as DMing somebody 
on Instagram who has hashtag natural birth or whatever. Uh, <laughs> being like, can I, can we go to lunch? Can I go get you? Can we go, let's go get a drink. Can I just mm. ask you about your experience? I'm sitting here in this space, making a decision for myself. I want to have a baby soon. I don't know what I want to do. So that's the first thing I would say is like, do like ruthless research. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing I would say is when you have made your decision, find your people. Mm-hmm. Because you, no matter what decision you make, you're going to experience resistance because mm-hmm. so many people have so many flipping opinions on birth and they can't leave yeah. pregnant and trying to conceive women alone about their choices. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have people that you can lean on and rely on and vent to and like mm-hmm. be with. Mm-hmm. Like you're not supposed to make this challenging birth decision alone and you are really not supposed to make a birth decision and be experiencing so much opposition. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Friends, a support group, a Facebook group you know, a close friend, maybe they're not making the same choice as you, but they're going to support you. Like your spouse, you know, absolutely has to be on board with your decision as well. That's an important part. So yeah, ruthlessly educate yourself so that your convictions are stronger. Um, Mm -hmm. if your convictions aren't strong enough, you're not educated enough. And then once that decision is made, get your support group. I love those tips. Love them. So that made me think of a follow-up question that I want to pick your brain at. What would you say to someone who wants to do a home birth, but their husband is not on board? Um, I think it's so, so important that your husband is in alignment with you. Yeah. Um, because yes, you're having the baby and yes, it's your body and all the things. Um, but it is so important for you two to be aligned and he has to be your backbone in those times where you're going to be vulnerable and you're going to be all those things. And you know, I'm, I was lucky where my husband was like, great, I trust you. Let's do it. I'm totally on board, you know, and he has a lot of similar views of those in the Mm -hmm. home birth community on vaccinations and homeschool and, Mm -hmm. you know, eating natural, like all the things. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't a super far stretch for him, but for some men who have never seen this before. And and here, I also want to say this too, when we first got married, Drake thought that a C-section was safer than an epidural and that a C-section was the best way to have a baby. That's what his mom had to do for certain reasons. And so in his brain, that was a safe option, was the right. safe option. So he was expecting me to choose a C-section, mm-hmm. just, you know, even if it wasn't a high-risk pregnancy, he just didn't know. So he came from expecting his wife to have C-sections mm-hmm. to now being like, yeah, I'm going to be in the birth pool with her doing mm-hmm. counter pressure and supporting her along like people yeah. can shift and change mm-hmm. again when they get flipping educated so yeah. a really big part of that is being able to answer their questions and if you don't know their answers the answers to those questions like let's research this together like this is a, yeah. a huge decision we need to make together and one phrase that I don't know you may have heard before but it's like you know if one of you wants to have a baby and the other one doesn't want to have a baby it's a no Mm -hmm. like you don't have the baby it's like I kind of view that the same with like every birth decision Mm -hmm. it's like what are we going to do about this like let's have a conversation if we need to get more educated let's do that if we need to talk Mm -hmm. to somebody about this let's do that um Mm -hmm. and and getting aligned like whatever that looks like for you with your spouse um you have to get aligned and they're gonna have questions especially around safety for you and the baby Mm -hmm. Yeah, the hospital means medical equipment. It means sedation. It means surgery. It means intense measures to keep you alive. Mm -hmm. And so that feels safe in so many of our minds. The hospital feels like Mm -hmm. there's safety. 
And Mm -hmm. so for me, when I was, was able to share with Drake about women's physiology mm-hmm. and the reason why transferring from home to a car to a hospital halts birth and so many women have false labor but it's actually their body not feeling safe to continue with their contractions and continue yeah. their birth experience mm-hmm. he was like oh okay so home is good and then mm-hmm. when I, I was able to educate him on the how flippin educated and um qualified a midwife is yeah, they are birth experts, like mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. They may, they will have equipment. They do X, Y, and Z, all these different things and helping yeah. them see, oh, and midwife is great. Also being like, if our pregnancy is high risk, I'm not sitting here married to natural birth. Like I don't mm-hmm. have to have the baby in my home. I'm choosing this because from the data that I know, this is hands down the mm-hmm. safest way to birth a baby these days. Yeah. But if there is high risk, if there does need to be an intervention, I will always choose the safety of my baby mm-hmm. and myself. Like I will always yeah. choose that. Like I'm not sitting here too proud to go to the hospital and I don't demonize yeah. the hospital. That was a big point for him too. Okay. If we need to make that choice, we will, mm-hmm. you know, and just helping him recognize that the whole reason behind a natural birth is because it is safer. It is less painful and mm-hmm. it is more bonding, more empowering. Like there's so many yeah. beautiful things and Obviously, if your husband loves you, he wants safe, empowering, beautiful, lovely, less yes. painful, less interventions, like, but they just don't know that information. And so mm-hmm. helping them understand that 10 out of 10, they will be on board if you can yeah. take that to them. Yeah. And something that I love that you said is like, they're nine out of 10 times. I bet it's going to be it's the safety thing. Like you said, that's them in their masculine, which I think is beautiful. So I think if someone does, yes, protecting you. So if someone, if there is a woman that is wanting to do a home birth, her husband is resistant towards it. I think we can do a little mindset shift, mindset shift as well. and be like, okay, I can actually see where he's coming from. Like he's trying to do this out of love for me. So then you can just calm that situation down because it can get heated. Um, and explain to him again, the education, share with him videos and books and things that you learn, because even though you are giving the birth again, it is both of your baby. So they should be doing just as much work with the education as you too. And as much support. Absolutely. Yes. So many husbands learn jack squat about birth. Yeah. They just think their wife is going to do it. And we'll, you know, I just, we'll talk about this, but I had a conversation recently Mm-hmm. And like these guys were talking about how they didn't know how to do counter pressure. And they like the, the woman was like groaning her baby out like that deep, like guttural noise. Mm-hmm. And he was like freaked out. Cause he thought it was like quick breathing and all this stuff, just like the pure lack of education going into the birth. Um, mm-hmm. that feels so unsupportive to me. So yeah, everything I learn, it gets passed on to Drake. Right. <laughs> everything, and- yes. Everything that yeah. I learned gets passed on to him as well, because, um, you know, should there come a time where I'm emotional or freaked out mm-hmm. or vulnerable or in transition and he needs to mm-hmm. know something I want him to know it like I don't want that information yeah. to be lost and my husband's like I don't know what she'd want like mm-hmm. just like anything in life with career relationship home mm-hmm. life like your spouse should be right on par with where you're at and if right. you're not if you're not there yet that's that's a relationship thing like yeah you have to be aligned yeah. And you're probably not ready to bring a baby in if you haven't. Right. Yeah. If that. you really can't come to the same conclusion and communicate mm-hmm. effectively and meet each other with 
empathy and understanding and acknowledgement like that's so so important also you're right to bring a baby into that type of environment yeah. where the parents can agree and get educated mm-hmm. and support each other and bend where they need to bend and all those mm-hmm. things yeah yeah so I think that's such an important important point your husband has to be just as educated and invested as you in learning about your birth experience so I love all that um so many great points there and I feel like we're just getting started I know we could do 10 of these like this is really literally good (laughs) so you guys are in in for it this is going to be a really great episode I can already tell Okay, let's move on to the next thing. So I know this is the main reason why we wanted to do this podcast. So how do you handle someone who starts bashing on your choice to do a home birth? Okay, here we go. Here's a real flipping juicy. Yeah. um, Yeah. The reason why we did this podcast episode is because about, was it like a week ago now? Last Mm -hmm. weekend. Um. Yeah, we were at a party with some people that I'm not particularly close to, but it was just like, you know, there were Bryn was at a party. I wasn't there, but Bryn right. was at a yes, party. Yes, it was Drake and I, um, my yes. husband and I at a party. And we were there with three other couples. And two of the couples had recently given birth in a just traditional hospital birth. Mm-hmm. They both had lovely experiences. Everything went well, you know, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And um and well, these lovely experiences from what they told you. Well, sure. Right. And, and I know, you know, you know, I know other details, but what they, they liked their experience. Right. And so, Perfect. Um, yeah. yes, they liked their experience from what they knew and what they chose and whatever, which is great. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And anyway, what ended up happening is during that night, you know, we're just talking about babies the whole time, basically, because that's the only mm-hmm. thing on their minds. Um, and they just kind of like say a couple sly comments about natural birth and how it's like a little crazy or just something, right? Just mm-hmm. the normal things people say of like yeah. being a little insane or whatever. And um, I just kept quiet because mm-hmm. I wasn't over here trying to like make these new moms feel bad mm-hmm. about their birth choice or trying to put mm-hmm. my things on top of them, whatever. Um, so I took kind of a passive role, just let them say their piece and then just, you know, moved along in the conversation. Um, but then it just escalated when we were all talking in a group and, you know, I was asked like directly by one of the new moms, if I was going to do natural birth Mm -hmm. and obviously I say yes, but again, I chose a very passive way. Cause again, I was not trying to make these new moms feel weird and I wasn't trying to prove anything or, you know, I don't, I don't need to prove my choices, anybody, all these things. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what ends up happening is I get raked over the coals mm-hmm. and there was just all this stuff that they were all saying about natural birth and birth in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so offensive to me and it was so hurtful to me and it was so just downright rude and fear mongering mm-hmm. and just questioning like to no end. And I, it, it was like, honestly, one of the most horrible social situations I've ever been in in my life. Like I was so uncomfortable and I just felt like trapped and attacked. Mm-hmm. And, um, just like, it was really hard for me to tactfully respond because I wasn't even being given the chance to respond mm-hmm. 
anyway, it was a horrible experience all being said and done. Um, you know, we stayed till the end of the, the get together. And then on the drive home, I just told Drake, like, those are not my people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really socially unaware, like to not understand how hurtful that could be to somebody like, and just mm-hmm. talking down such a personal decision. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really interesting. Like, you know, we, in our society, like if somebody has chosen a career path, mm-hmm. you know, we don't sit there and bash that career path and talk about how it makes no money, or we heard it's really bad in this thing, or how are you, that schooling is so long, like people get in so much debt, like we don't bash the career path when they tell us about their career path, you know, or if somebody has chosen to rent an apartment instead of buying a home, we don't sit there and tell them how dumb it is to rent forever and how much smarter it is to purchase a home. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to birth, all of a sudden, if somebody has a different opinion or experience or choice than you, people, and hopefully not everybody, but mm-hmm. for some reason, a couple people in this group felt mm-hmm. like it was their right or that they had some permission slip from who knows where, because I absolutely did not give it, but mm-hmm. they felt like they had permission slip to bash natural birth and question it and talk about all these horrible fear-mongering horror stories and incorrect statistics. I mean, this one guy who's lit- he's a nurse. He mm-hmm. said, there's a reason, this is what he said. He said, there's a reason that 80% of women died in childbirth 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, 80% of women died in childbirth in 2013. Like, <laughs> no, they didn't. Like that, that actually is not a thing. And also yeah. most of them are probably giving birth in a hospital. So what, yeah. is that, what is your statistic? <laughs> is, that statistic is not correct. I don't know where you heard that, but just so much incorrect information and so much fear mongering. So Anyway, that spurred on this conversation because then y'all know that I vented to Kennedy about it. We had this huge conversation about it. And I learned so much in that conversation about when you have something as opposing as birth, because everybody has birth trauma and women who women will say they don't have birth trauma. If they had a good birth experience, they have birth trauma. Every single person does. It is a traumatic event in and of itself. They probably had birth trauma when they were born. They've heard traumatic stories about birth their entire life. Generational. Their mom probably heard traumatic stories about her birth and probably had some traumatic birth experiences. They've seen every TV show under the sun that shows a birthing woman shows that looks like the most painful, hellish experience ever. And then she has to go in and do it herself. And it, there can be a lot of triggers that come up. So everybody has birth trauma and with something as important as birth, what I learned is you actually can't take a passive stance when you're so different than the norm. Mm -hmm. And so to answer your question, what do you do when people are kind of downgrading birth and all the things like what I learned from this scenario is you have to be a little more upfront at the Mm -hmm. beginning and set some boundaries around what you are going to tolerate as far as topics Mm -hmm. of conversation and, and what you're going to respond to. And, um, you know, just be a little bit more forthcoming because when it comes to such a polarizing thing, unfortunately we can't be passive. Yeah. And I think like exactly what you said, unfortunately there are going to be people who question this, you know, I, I have had this experience as well of like talking about, yeah, I want to do that and having to to defend it Mm -hmm. to people that are close with me to, you know, family and friends and people think I'm crazy. Um, 
But yeah, I think exactly what you said, like there just has to be some pretty firm boundaries of what you're going to accept and what you're not going to, because once you've made this decision, it's really important to surround yourself with that good, positive energy about it. Because if you have doubt and fear, then that's just going to create resistance. And if you have resistance when you're giving birth, that's going to cause problems and not let the baby come out. So, (laughs) so yeah, just like surrounding yourself with those positive, positive things. Um, yeah. And we talked about this when we were talking about the situation and I just, I wanted to touch on it because it is, it is kind of weird in this day and age to want a home birth or Mm -hmm. to want to do it natural. Mm-hmm. And so just really embracing that, you know, and accepting that that's going to happen. And if you do choose to do a home birth, having a little script or something ready yeah. to say, mm-hmm. um, cause when we were talking, um, you were like, yeah, this is what I would have done different. I would have started out with saying, yep, I'm going to have a home birth. I have become completely educated on it. I've weighed all our options. Um, uh, we have decided that this is the best thing for us. So I would really appreciate it if you respected me in that decision as well. I'm not really open to talking about the details or things unless you're being supportive of my choice. Yes. Is there anything else you would add to that? Um, Yeah, I actually wrote down (laughs) this thing of like what I would say, because because it was honestly a horrible experience (laughs) and I hated it so much. And like, I hated it so much when I was talking to Kennedy about it. And she was like, what do you know? The next time it happens, I was like, I can't go through it again. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't experience that again. I can't experience that much, like literal doubt, fear mongering, questioning. It felt like I was just being pummeled. Like mm-hmm. when she was like, what happens the next time? And I was like, I can't, there can't be a next time. Here's how I'm going to protect myself from there being a next time and be a little more aggressive. About it. So these are my bullet points. I would recommend if you're planning a natural birth, take some notes. <laughs> yeah, for real. This is what I had to learn through that like pretty uncomfortable experience. So um, the first thing, and again, like this can come up in the most casual of conversation. Mm. Um, you know, not every time are there going to be six people hounding you about your decision and questioning everything in like such a weird situation. It may happen, unfortunately. But I think a lot of times it'll be brought up a little more casually, you know, like for example, you know, oh, when are you due or what hospital are you going to birth at? Or, um, you know, when's your due date? Like just certain questions like that, that might bring up, um, you know, this, this need for you to share your birth plan with somebody. And just just one thing is it is going to come up. There are going to be people who question it. First off, I just want everybody to realize that. Yeah. And um, oh my gosh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Just move on. I was so talking I about it comes up in casual conversation. Like it's usually gonna be more casual. Does that spark yeah. No, but okay. it is gonna come up. People are gonna ask you about it. Yes. So you need to be prepared for that. Oh, this is what I was gonna say. Um, and when you do come to this point of being educated and wanting to do this, you will be convicted in it. Like Bryn and I were talking about. So you're going to want to share. So don't hold back sharing mm-hmm. do that because you never know who you're going to plant a seed in. Yeah. Um, but just doing it in the right way is really important. Not hounding someone because yes. we don't want to reverse roles here. 
but yeah, show us what you're going to write. Okay. So this, this is my script that I'm going to practice using if and when Uh this comes up, right? So the first point is to state clearly the birth you have chosen. So, you know, they say, oh, what hospital are you birthing at? Like, oh, I'm actually so excited. I've chosen to do a natural home birth. Mm -hmm. So you clearly state that's what I'm doing. Like, don't be like, well, I'm thinking about this. If you have any sort of uncertainty in your answer, all of a sudden they go, they are going to feel like it's their responsibility to relay to you the horrors of doing, making the wrong choice. Again, they're trying to protect you. They're trying to share their experience, but it was most likely traumatic or whatever. Like very rarely, unfortunately, do people share positive birth experiences. They always share the traumatic ones because they're trying to like warn you but we know in the law of attraction manifestation, we don't need to take on horror stories. Like that's totally unnecessary. So clearly stating the birth you have chosen, not being wishy-washy on your decision. And then second, this is a really important part is affirming that a lot of people have concerns with natural birth because they're unfamiliar with it and uneducated on what natural birth is. And they have only ever been exposed to hands-on hospital births. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, really important, this second point, to affirm that a lot of people have concerns because undoubtedly, if this person is just assuming you're doing a natural birth, they, they are not exposed to natural birth. Or excuse me, if they're just assuming you're doing a hospital birth, they are not exposed to natural birth. And they're not, they, they, they just think there's only one way to do it. And so you having a new way they're going to have concerns or fears or weird Mm. understandings. Like I had at the beginning, like I was like, Oh, you want to feel pain. What a weirdo. Mm. Like they're going to have those thought processes and beliefs. And so you need to acknowledge people Mm. have concerns with this because they are unfamiliar. Mm. And so you are telling that person now, yes, you are experiencing concerns when I just told you I'm having natural birth because Mm. you are unfamiliar with it. And all of a sudden that puts you in a seat of power of saying, I'm not unfamiliar. I don't Mm -hmm. need you to tell me why this is a bad decision in your mind because I'm educated. Mm -hmm. You're you're kind of telling them like, I'm, I'm actually in this, this, I'm empowered to make this own decision. And third, the third point is, and this is all saying this in one sentence, basically. So I'll go over this at the end, but the third thing is saying, affirming how educated you are on all the different options for birth and how much time you spend really educating and learning about all the different options. Even though maybe this is your first time, you feel like it was so important for you to really educate yourself on all the different things. And then fourth, with conviction, state how important you believe it is that every woman has the right to choose her birth her way and how convicted you personally are in your choice to choose a natural birth as the safest and most empowering choice for you and your baby. Mm-hmm. Those are the points. So here's like the example. Somebody says, what hospital are you birthing in? I'm going to say, oh, I'm actually doing a natural home birth, hopefully in water. I would love to do a water birth. And then they're going to look at me weird. And I'm going to say, yeah, a lot of people have concerns with natural birth because they're really unfamiliar with natural birth and they have only been exposed to hospital births before. So they're not very educated on the different types of options that are out there. I have spent the last two and a half plus years getting super educated on all the different birth options. And I am so convicted that every woman has the right to 
educate herself and to learn about all these different options because there's so many different beautiful things that can make up a beautiful birth experience and her personal birth plan that's unique to her. And I think that it's so important. Every woman should birth her way with her choices. And I just can't even tell you how convicted I am in my choice to do a natural home birth as the safest and most empowering choice for me and my baby. And I'm so, so excited for the day that I can finally give birth. Mm-hmm. And if you tell that to somebody, they will not question you. They're going to go, wow, good for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. hopefully they also say, yeah, I, I love that. I'm glad that you've chosen, you know, what you believe is best for you, even though they're not going to believe it's best for you. And we don't care because we yeah. don't care what the neighbor or the mm-hmm great aunt or whoever this person is we don't care what they want out of their birth experience because that's theirs and we care what we want about ours mm. so I just I love that script I've made for myself and I'm, I'm so ready to use it um love it. because I feel like it's not confrontational no it's not you know I'm not pointing fingers at them of like how dare you not how dare you assume that I'm doing a, a hospital birth I I could never like you know um and I'm I'm you know acknowledging what their concerns probably are. So I'm not pretending like they don't exist because a lot of mm-hmm. people have lots of fears and I'm just setting the boundary. This is the right choice for me and my baby. And I'm making that right choice for me and my baby. And then, yeah. you know, I think if, cause there may happen where that person starts to question you and that mm-hmm. may happen. And then that is the time where you can get a little more, um, not bring conflict into the conversation mm-hmm. at all, but just get a little more firm You know, Mm -hmm. so like I had this said to me of like, well, I know somebody who had a natural birth and their baby came out disabled because of that. Mm -hmm. They said that to me. Right. And so then how I would respond in this situation is like, yeah, there's a lot of different things that can happen. You know, every birth is different. Um, Mm -hmm. I have received a lot of negativity actually around my choice that I honestly can't hold space for. Um, So if you're going to share negativity, um, I, I actually would feel more comfortable ending this conversation. Yeah. And saying it like that. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, mm-hmm. and then they're going to look at you kind of weird. Cause they're going to feel a little uncomfortable and you just say, yeah, like again, and just affirm every woman can birth her way. This is my choice. And mm-hmm. so I just have conversations around people who are going to support me in my choice mm-hmm. and they are, they're going to listen to you then. And totally. I, I wish, you know, and I'm glad for this experience that I had that horrific conversation because now I know what the heck I'm going to do and hope maybe this conversation could help somebody else before they have that experience. Cause honestly, like, it, and it sounds kind of scary to have to be this upfront to somebody, but having people fear monger over you and place these like horrible limiting beliefs on you, mm-hmm. it's truly one of the worst experiences ever that I've ever had. Um, I went to like an energy healing Reiki session the next day and she had to wipe off so much gunk that had attached itself to me from these mm-hmm. people that felt so heavy, so icky, so unempowering, so unlike me. It wasn't me. It was their mm-hmm. trauma, their issues, their emotional immaturity, their fear yeah. had latched mm-hmm. itself onto my energy body. And I mm-hmm. am not about to go into a pregnancy and a birth with that mm-hmm. thing on to me. Like I'm here for good vibes, good energy only so that mm-hmm. I can have the best, most authentic birth experience. And so, yeah, like, yeah maybe it sounds kind of like a little bit scary or intimidating to say that to people, but you're doing it out of love. And also like your mama bear energy is going to start coming out pretty strong Mm -hmm. too, 
and like flow with that. Like let yourself be a little bit feisty to people who are going to place fear on you because that's never okay. Yeah. And I think it's super important to remember, like, this is not a harsh boundary. Like that's very much putting up a boundary, but I love the concept of like a gentle boundary. Cause that's a gentle boundary. You're not sitting there and being like, well, I'm doing a home birth. So you better not talk to me about it. I don't want to hear any of your opinion. Leave me alone. Right. You know that right. you don't want to do, but like exactly what you said is setting up just a little fence around you. And it's yeah. saying you're not allowed to cross these things. I made it yeah. nice and clear. There's a clear little street. You can walk here. And if you don't want to, then cross the street and go over to the next house. Right. <laughs> Cause right. I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. And so yeah. So yeah, I think that's super important because if they are, if they have the courage to ask an invasive question or say invasive things to you, then you should have the courage to not give your power away and to make your safe space because taking on other people's energy is just, yes, it's not, it's not good. No, no. Yeah. So I have another question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have another question. Okay. Say someone is dealing with somebody like that. Um, how do you shield your energy from this? How would you do that? Well, in my experience, I don't think I did a very good job. I was doing my best because it was a yeah. really intense experience. But mm-hmm. in that experience, I literally was just like kind of envisioning my hands and arms like around myself, just trying to like you know, every time they would say something hurtful or offensive or invasive, I would just try to be like, this is, this is their problem, not mine. This is their problem, not mine. Um, but then I go to Reiki and I had it all over me, you know, like I, I think I, I, I didn't quite do as good of a job. Um, and I think like the best way to prevent something from happening is to not allow it to happen. Yes. You know? And so like, I would just say like, don't put yourself in those scenarios and also mm-hmm. like, those are not my people, Yeah, you know, like I see those people like once a year, probably mm-hmm. I learned, I don't need to see those people again for a while. Yeah, <laughs> like totally. I'm not going to be around them when I'm pregnant, when I'm about to give birth, even probably mm-hmm. soon after I've given birth, like yeah. I, those are not my people, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, you know, I just, and I, here's something that I, uh, this quote, I love, it's like, you learn who your people are when you're pregnant, mm. <laughs> you know, and it, like you yeah. learn who, who's going to support you, who's going to love you, who trusts you to make your own decisions. Um, you learn which people think you're dumb mm-hmm. and which people think you are incapable. You yeah. learn which people think you need their help when you don't you learn which people are really emotionally insensitive like you learn so much about who your people are when you're pregnant Mm -hmm. and when you're preparing to be pregnant and like I mean I we have Drake and I have had some of the most horrible things said to us on our trying to conceive journey by people close to us that Mm -hmm. just like I'm like how in the world could you Mm -hmm. think that would be okay to say something to somebody and yeah. that's just, again, people, when you're in kind of a vulnerable position or a position they don't understand or whatever the thing is, you mm. learn who your people are. Like yeah. I have learned who to not trust with vulnerable information mm-hmm. and who to not include in a vulnerable discussion. And I've learned who I can include 
And if that circle is really flipping small, like mm -hmm. honestly, Kennedy, it's you and Drake right now. I'm the luckiest girl in the world that I have two people that I can do that with right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And cool. so just, you know, allowing yourself to like put up the fences mm -hmm. and, you know, have less people in your world that are higher quality people that mm -hmm. support you fully having a relationship with yourself, with your higher power and mm -hmm. leaning on that a lot and not having to lean so much on the opinions and experiences of other people and most likely people who don't care about you that much, totally. you know, because they're just mirroring their own experiences. And mm -hmm. so putting up some walls, putting up some fences, if need be learning who your people are investing in the people who invest in you who are emotionally intelligent and kind and empathetic and sympathetic and understanding and, you know, support you no matter what, like say that you came out and told me some crazy thing that like is so against my morals. Like mm -hmm. I would never be like rude to you about it. Like I would yeah. never like find the people like that. And it's mm -hmm. going to take you, it's going to be hard to find those people. And it's going to yeah. take a long time to create those relationships, but they're mm -hmm. going to be so worth it in the end. And it's better that it's you and God and your spouse and no one else during that yeah. time then you allowing all these other randos to give you, you know, project their fears on you. And then you're holding those and taking those with you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause not yours to have at all. No. no. Yeah. It's they're there. I wrote, down. I wrote mm -hmm. everyone has birth trauma and it's not your job to hold theirs. No, mm -hmm. it is not your job. To no. hold their birth trauma. So don't let them put it on you. And if mm -hmm. they do, literally go to an energy healer or go to Reiki or something and make sure yeah. that it's off because mm -hmm. energy and beliefs and words are flipping powerful and they can stick sometimes, even mm -hmm. if your conscious mind is telling you that it's gone, like make sure that it is yes. <laughs> like, off of you because that was, I felt so much better after that Reiki session, after that night, like, and I had, I had gone through all the motions. I talked everything out with Drake. I talked everything out with you. And then just that last thing of like physically removing it from my body, setting up an energetic boundary, like during a beautiful meditation with her, it helped so much. So allow yourself, like get a little freaky, do the energy healing stuff. It, it works and it's real and it's so lovely too. Um, yeah. and that can help as well. And I especially think like the energy, stuff is important to dive into if you have fears around mm. your birth you know like yeah. you told us at the beginning of the podcast that you had those those fears about not being strong enough and you know the other one that I can't remember but um that was yeah think, yeah yes yeah it's like it's important to release that and there's so many people out there that can help you with that Yes. If you need a recommendation, our lady, Christine is amazing. So literally amazing. Everybody yeah. needs her reach out to either yes. Kennedy or I, and we will hook you up with her so fast. So, yeah. yeah. So I would highly recommend that. Um, yeah. another plug doulas are also trained to do that, but yeah. not all doulas. So mm -hmm. I, if you're going to hire a doula, I would ask them if that's something they would feel comfortable in just to see if they offer that as well, yeah. because and I would say hire a doula if you're doing a home birth or a hospital birth. For sure. I'll be because they're they're so supportive of both choices. Like the doula is the ultimate space holder. Mm -hmm. Like of whatever your choice is, like she will defend that. Whatever your decisions are, she will make sure those are upheld. And mm -hmm. she also can be a great resource if like say that experience happens and you need to do a call with her and talk about it and 
let yeah. her, you know, be a space holder, listen to you, affirm some things like everybody needs a higher Kennedy because she's <laughs> the best space holder ever. But like that also can be a really supportive person for you. You know, if you're trying to conceive, they, they can still do calls with you. Or if you are pregnant, like they can start working with you as well. So totally. yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, it's so important to have people on your team mm-hmm. that are supporting what you're doing. And a doula is that Yeah, whether it's home birth hospital, yeah. they will support you with that. So mm-hmm. I love that. Um, perfect. What else do you want to add? Um, Okay. Let me look at my notes that I have. Yes. Okay. Here's a couple. I just, I just want to hit on a couple of my bullet points. Mm-hmm. I've got bullet points that we haven't hit on yet that I just wanted to talk about. And again, like you add all of your gorgeous insights too, um, but I just wanted to acknowledge um, how much fear mongering is placed on women with birth. Mm-hmm. Why don't, why don't you ask, actually answer this question? Mm-hmm. What do we do about this? Yeah. So many women, when they tell people they're pregnant or when mm-hmm. they tell people they want a natural birth or they're trying to conceive or whatever, everybody, their first thing is, oh, and they tell them about a painful birth experience or how hard it's going to be or how little sleep they're going to get or all these things. How can a yeah. woman who wants a positive conception, pregnancy, birth, how can she, you know, not like allow herself to have her power taken away by that mm-hmm. offering. What do you think? Yeah. First off, I think this happens because there is an incredible amount of birth trauma in everybody. And we've hit on that so many times, but I think that's why it happens is be just because of trauma. And I think people are just trying to figure out a way to release it and to mm-hmm. let it go. <laughs> like, they're just like, get this out of me. I have to tell you about this. Um, and the whole concept of trauma bonding is a real thing when, because we all have that in us that when we, when we can talk about it, it's like, feels good to us to like trauma bond. Wow. And so I think that's a big reason why it happens, um, for a woman to not let that affect her, I think just goes down to education and setting up those boundaries. Like we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, because in your experience, these people were saying, oh, this baby can come out with all of these things wrong. If you do a home birth, you very clearly saw that that knew that that wasn't true. Right. You know, so right. you did the work before you knew that it wasn't true. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who wants to have babies in the future, then you need to start making your decisions and educating yourself now, even if that's two years away, three years away, four years away. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to start to be making that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, when that happens and people are trying to take your power away, like you, you have to give someone permission to do that. Mm-hmm. They don't just get to take your power away just because they say that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, making those boundaries, putting up the fence and saying, no, you're not allowed here. You can project on somebody else, but that's, that's not your thing. And then I think just helping educate other women about the, the natural birth options and slowly helping to heal the collective, you know, that's, that's going to be the biggest thing is helping heal all this birth trauma. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love your point about knowing what you want to do before you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. 
I think that is so good. And I'm so glad that that's where I'm at. Like, right. I can't imagine trying to make these decisions mm-hmm. while I'm going through a morning sickness and just the, um, the mood swings and the emotions and yes. the stress and the time feels like it's clicking. Yes. We like, have nine months before this event is going to happen and you need to get as prepared as possible. And also get your house ready for a baby and buy a bassinet or whatever the thing is like having to make so many decisions in nine months. Like that's so challenging and you won't have enough time to get educated. Like you should. Yeah. That advice of like, before you start trying to have your kid, like know what you want to do. Yeah. And that counts for emotional, what we're talking about, like making those decisions physically, get your body ready. You did amazing and have been doing amazing work with getting your body ready. Um, yeah, I just, I'm really passionate about being prepared for situations. I think it's so important and it's going to pay off dividends for people who do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like you said, so many girls are like, I want to have a baby and then they get pregnant and it's like, Oh, how are your hormones? Or yeah, what are you? What's your plan? Like they just, yeah. they're just jumping into it like with a blindfold on. on yeah, <laughs> it's like, and they're like, oh, okay. They're like, okay, now I need to know what I need to do, and I need to figure out my job situation. And I'm trying to take a prenatal, and I'm trying to go to my OB. And I'm trying to figure this all out. Yes. So yeah, it's too many Yeah. Mm-hmm. So knowing before is the way that you can yeah. stop stop a lot of problems and just help make your life better. And just, you'll feel more confident too. And Mm -hmm. like, okay. That's another point I wanted to to say, um, is I feel like, and I I think I kind of said this, but I feel like a lot of people think pregnant women, especially if it's their first pregnancy, they Mm -hmm. think you're dumb Mm -hmm. and you don't know anything. And they think if they've had a baby, they're world smarter than you. And they Mm -hmm. know way more about what your birth experience is going to be like than you do. And Mm -hmm. they, they just think you're dumb. Like they, like, um, one of my friends, Sarah, she said like people infantize, they like make you like young. They like treat you like you don't know anything, like you're dumb, like you're inexperienced, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Um, when you're pregnant, Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when you're, you're sharing birth experiences, especially when it's your first baby, right? Yeah. Um, totally. And especially if they recently had a baby or if they've had multiple children or whatever. Um, and just how interesting it is that our society and the members of our society mm-hmm. so heavily disempower mothers and mm-hmm. so heavily disempower women who are going to become mothers from trusting themselves and their intuition and their own guidance mm-hmm. and telling them they're stupid and dumb and don't know anything. And you have to listen to everybody else except for yourself, because what you think isn't right. Cause you don't know, cause you haven't experienced yet. Mm-hmm. And I could not disagree with that more. I think, you know, talking about hospital birth, I think that's a huge theme of having a birth in a hospital is you just say the doctors are going to take care of it. I don't need to know about the vitamin K shot because they're going to do what's best and they know what's best and I trust them. Or I don't need to know about X amount of thing or whatever they think, you know, however they, however long they think the cord clamping should do, I'll trust them in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're just giving our power away 
you know, mm. and I think that's kind of a theme of a hospital birth. And that's one thing that drew me yeah. so much to natural birth and working with a midwife and a doula is how empowered the mother always is in that scenario. And yes. you know, through your training, it's like, no, what the mom wants is what the mom gets. Like, mm. now, as long as she's obviously not harming her, her baby, like what yeah. mama wants, mama gets like, she's in charge. Mm. Like I'm not in charge. The mom's in charge. Like, yeah. She gives me the direction. Like, obviously we're going to educate on things and support her, but like what the decision is from her is the decision, which and I, that's not the case in a hospital. Correct. Correct. Yeah. In a hospital, you are coerced. You are all the things. And some women have beautiful experience in the hospital. So I don't want to like yeah. fear. And there are some good doctors, but majority totally. is they're going to fight back on if you don't want to rub this vernix off, you know, right. Or they're going to go through their system and their pattern and their, mm. yeah, because they've got another mom who needs the room or they need to go help another person or whatever. And mm. your midwife is there with you for the next 20 hours if you need, mm. you know? Yeah. So anyway, that was one thing that I really loved about natural birth is how the mom has the power and control. And this is one belief that I am embodying so much in my journey is that as a woman, like when I think about my womb space Mm -hmm. and I'm like a very spiritual person, like thinking about how a literal soul from the other side Mm -hmm. is going to enter through this earth to this Mm -hmm. earth through my womb. Mm-hmm. my womb is a literal portal to the divine mm-hmm. like a literal yes. like I am a literal portal my body is to the yes. divine to allow this soul to come here and have experiences mm-hmm. and I believe that when my body is acting as that portal mm-hmm. my body is going to be the most supported spiritually connected Mm-hmm. And intuitively in tune that it will ever be in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe that when I'm pregnant, I am the opposite of vulnerable and new and unknowing and uneducated. Like I'm the opposite of that. Like mm-hmm. when you're pregnant, if you can tune into that side of you, the side of you that is a literal portal to the divine, mm-hmm. you are so flipping supported. You are so flipping mm-hmm. guided. Like you are so close to your ancestor grandmas who are like trying to give you literally everything they can and guide you along and give you strength and support and knowledge and, and just like your intuition and, and your senses are going to be heightened for good Mm -hmm. reason, because Mm -hmm. you're going to have warned, like I had warning bells coming off at me after that conversation with those unsupported people saying, those are not your people. Do not be around them. Yeah warning bells that Drake didn't necessarily have because I was spiritually connected. I have a portal to the divine mm-hmm. warning me, giving me signs, giving me messages. And so if you are a pregnant woman or soon to be pregnant woman, you're trying to conceive, you have that portal within you. It's mm-hmm. being activated. It's being opened. It's being exercised. It's like getting ready to receive and hold space and do so many gorgeous, beautiful things like mm-hmm. recognizing how empowering that is. And that those insights, ideas, you know, mm-hmm. little inklings, little promptings, little, little nudges, little fears, like whatever mm-hmm. those are, like, listen up mm-hmm. and trust and don't give your power away to everybody else because they've done this before, because you have the open portal right now for mm-hmm. your baby, not them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Women are so, so powerful. Yeah. I love what you just said. 
That was seriously amazing. So I'm thanks. like so passionate about all this stuff. Can you tell? It's good. Oh, I just, I hate how people make pregnant women out to be dumb. Yes. They don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I'm an adult who's educated. I know what the frick I'm doing. And mm-hmm. I'm so flipping guided right now. Like you have no idea who you're talking to. Like don't bully me into doing something I don't want to do. Don't mm-hmm. stress me out into doing something that's not correct for my baby. Don't place fear on me. Yeah. That's not okay. Like I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I'm guided. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's just so frustrating when that happens. And I love that we're having this conversation to hopefully prevent this from happening with other people. Even if this whole conversation prevents it from one person, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we want to right. just stop this pattern. Right. Yeah. And what empower else? her, like whoever it is that's listening right now, mm-hmm. like you can do this. Mm-hmm. Like, and I would be lying if I didn't say I'm still not terrified. Of course yeah. I am. <laughs> Of course yeah. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Like this is a it's a scary choice. Like to choose yeah. the potentially more painful choice, the mm-hmm. potentially more long and uncomfortable option. Mm-hmm. Like to choose the choice where you're going to literally transform into a new person because you have to go to the depths of who you believe you are in order to bring your baby earth side. Like, yeah, that's intimidating for sure. Yeah. Like, especially because I've never done this before. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's scary, but mm-hmm. like you can flip and do it. Like yeah. know your stuff, get your support team and trust, mm-hmm. trust that guidance, like trust your spiritual support team, trust, you know, in your divinity and like in your womanhood, like stop mm-hmm. thinking that like just back to the beginning that being a woman means that you're frail and you're a damsel in distress and you need to be taken care of and that you don't know as much as anybody else. It's mm-hmm. so, that's so far that couldn't be farther from the truth. Mm-hmm. Like actually divine feminine and awakened woman, like talking about my podcast, like the strongest, fiercest, most intuitive, like power, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like the fragileness and the emotion and like the, the tenderness and the care and like the depth that like is literally in our wounds. Like, Oh, it's just like, it's so beautiful. And like choosing that for your birth experience and choosing that just for the way you view yourself, instead Mm -hmm. of choosing to let somebody else just take you through the motions and go through the appointments and do what they say to do. And Oh, your baby's measuring small. Oh no, we have to be really scared. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 no. Like you can choose divine feminine you can choose to be empowered you can choose like to be the badass woman that you are yes honestly amen (laughs) hallelujah (laughs) that is seriously preach it (laughs) um yeah you know I think I think you said it all and I think that's honestly the perfect place to end this podcast one of many conversations that I'll have with you here Mm -hmm. so anything else you want to add um no just trust your your physiology trust your femininity and trust your intuition and don't let anybody ever make you do anything you don't want to do or tell you that your decisions aren't perfect for you Mm. or make you feel small. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. Um, I totally agree with you. As you all can tell, Brian is incredible. <laughs> I have so enjoyed this conversation. Um, everyone needs to listen to this and go follow Bryn. She doesn't talk a lot yet about this stuff, but she is on here. Maybe you will on your page one day. I don't know. Either way, go follow this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, go follow her, be in her energy. It will only benefit you. So thank you so, so much. Yes, I loved it too. So educational. You are the best. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> love you too. Okay. Thanks everybody. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it and leave feeling a little bit more empowered. As always, leave a review and DM me on my Instagram with any questions at lovely.nurtured. And remember, this is not medical advice. Always talk to your doctor. Have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you next time.